Good evening, Patriots. And it is Saturday, May 28th in the year 2022, Memorial Day weekend. So I hope you're all having a very blessed weekend. I hope you're all having a good weekend to reflect on our soldiers who have truly sacrificed and paid the ultimate price. Before we begin tonight, make sure you're getting your good night's sleep. And right now over at MyPillow, the best products available to get a good night's sleep are having an amazing sale. This weekend, 66% off on many items. You also have the buy one, get one offer, what is being called the BOGO offer. And those are incredible deals of buying one and getting the second one free. Just incredible savings. And then you've got a great sale on my slippers right now, $90 off, and so many more amazing deals. Here's a great message from Mike Lindell. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love Mikey's a dream sheet. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And that's mypillow.com forward slash bards. That's our bards landing page that features all of these great specials. And there's a ton of them, including getting a copy of Mike Lindell's book absolutely free with every order that you use your bards code B-A-R-D-S. So we head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. You can use that same promo code anywhere on the Frank Speech site, the My Store site, and of course all over the My Pillow site. This is a great time to get products for friends and family, especially if they don't like Mike Lindell's politics, but you want to give them a good night's sleep. I can't think of a better gift to give to somebody like that. I'm just kidding. Not really. All right, Patriots. So check it out. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. And, and of course, if your promo code is Bards. And if you want to talk to a real person, 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and use your promo code Bards. And the Patriot Pillow Counselors will get you hooked right up. Well, Patriots, it is another crazy kind of weekend, though it is a solemn weekend because we're always remembering our soldiers who have so many of our veterans who have sacrificed so much and done so much. I just got back from giving a talk up at Helios Farms for their weekend event, and then there was another great event that went on today over in Kentucky for Seven Pillars, which I had the honor of doing the introduction for by recording one that they played there. So it's really nice to see. A lot of these are happening, and they're happening all over, and people are really engaged right now, which is super. So I want to read this to you. I think this uh, I think this kind of sums up our current state of affairs down in Texas. The only reason why the government would want to disarm you after 243 years is because they intend to do something that you would shoot them for. I think that pretty much sums it up. If they're concerned about you having guns, I think there's a lot more going on there than that. And I would, the logic, unfortunately, for so many evades them. And they are consumed with emotions. And, of course, that's literally how they control so many. And it's just emotion after emotion after emotion. And once you get people tailored up on emotion, then it's, there's, the sense is gone. Now, this Texas shooting is really getting to be super weird. They pulled a couple of posts before the full effect of the meltdown of their stupid op started. And this is what they found. The Uvalde school, they say they, some, some anons, 
and I mean, they've got the screenshot of this. This is on Twitter. Uvalde School has been closed for several years, and the school massacre was a government training psyop that the fourth branch of U.S. government fully participated in traumatizing our country and our children with. It's very interesting to note that the elementary school prior to the shooting was listed as closed. How's that for a permanently closed? That's what it says. And that was the screenshot pulled of this before they had a chance to go in and then change everything like they do. That We're watching it real-time histories. I say that because I don't want to be, I don't want people out here going, oh, here you go. You're going to not have sympathy for those that lost lives. Look, if there were people that have been killed in that shooting, our prayers are up for them. But the problem is right now that nothing about this operation is making any sense. You have two parents supposedly, talking to our favorite dude, Anderson Cooper, from our favorite communist news network, who identify the same girl as their daughter. And you have, I mean, this is this is just getting crazier all the time. And then you have another parent, the parents talking about their, quote, daughter, and they can't even tell the news person what grade she's in. But they're concerned that she's not that she's missing. I mean, this is all crisis actor stuff, okay? And I'm just gonna say it: the teacher that was killed, that was married to the police officer that happened to be training in the in the high school just two months earlier. I I will tell you, it's incredible because I think she has a twin, and the twin is it's possible it would be a younger shot, but the twin looks like. She was killed at Sandy Hook. What a tragedy for that whole family to lose a daughter in Sandy Hook and then to lose her twin in Texas, even though they don't go by the same name, but they sure do look alike. I'm just saying. And again, you know, our prayers are up for anybody that lost lost people, but there's a post I want to read, and I think it's very insightful. This is a Q post, and there are some Q posts out here that literally rock. I've always said that. And this one is this fantastic. This is early Q. This is uh, February of 2018. And this is post 816. Listen to this one. Why school shootings? Question mark. What is more precious than our children? Emotional pull, distraction event, gun grab event, D security. Why would locals go along with such a sick organized event? in square brackets, which is the kill brackets, they must control local police, school, county officials, etc. to work. Why? Dollar signs. Federal aid and donations. These people are sick. Follow the money. It's always about the money. I'm going to give you another example of that. In the small town... And I'm in, there's a smaller town to the east of here called Glide, Oregon. And not too long back, the school board and was deciding that they were going to mandate masks in a community that wanted nothing to do with it. But they openly just told them the truth. And they told them that, of course, we're going to mandate masks because we can't afford to lose $1.2 or $1.4 million in a grant in COVID money for the school which they had already doled out and decided like we were going to get new office chairs and probably somebody was going to get a new car. I don't know. I'm making that up. The problem we have with all of this is we've become a nation that worships money. And that's a big problem. When we worship money and we become subject to money, then anything people offer, it just becomes... Like, okay, I'll give up my values as a nation. I'm not, again, when I say these things, don't, if you are out here, because I know once in a while people are like, I don't do that. I know you don't. If you're on this channel, you better not. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you doing on this channel if you're worshiping money? But in all seriousness, it's not, I mean, we just, we have a nation that has just become obsessed with anything. And if you offered them money, they'd be like, yeah, I'll sell my soul. I'll sell my grandmother. How much do you want me to sell it for? 
Oh, you want me to make my grandmother, uh, you want me to tell the press my grandmother was a crack whore? Okay, no problem. How much are you going to pay me? I mean, that's literally where we're at. And that's a pretty disgusting state of events, right? Now, we have a revelation from Washington Post that the Ukrainians are losing. Like, no kidding, we've known that for a while. But that truth is settling in. And, of course, we talked about on a completely other side of this. Oh, oh wait, here's a headline. House Oversight Committee to pro- Probe Gun Makers After Texas School Shooting. Please probe Daniel Defense, please. Please probe Daniel Defense. I would like to know how Daniel Defense arms ended up in that kid's hands and how they ended up in the Las Vegas shooting and how they ended up in the Ukraine with the Freedom Fighters and how three operators, three who whatever they were, crisis actors, acting like police had Daniel Defense arms. These guys don't have that weaponry. So I would definitely like write your congressman to say, please encourage it. Write Abbott. If you're in Texas, tell Abbott to get off his I'm offended or I'm I'm incensed or whatever he said. Get off his incensed butt and, and investigate Daniel Arms. That's what I want to know. Follow the money. Because that's a big question. Like, oh, okay, so. And if I was. Oh, and look at this. Now here we go. It's all starting again. Texas gunmen made frequent death. I'm reading some headlines off of Zero Hedge, which I haven't looked at until just now, so I'm just kind of giving up today. Texas gunmen made frequent death threats and disturbing posts. Well, that's great, except all of his posts are gone. So now they're just making it up. So here's your next one, and this is coming from Elon Musk. Mr. We're going to make Twitter free again. Elon Musk says he strongly believes in the Second Amendment, yet suggests a special permit be required for assault rifles. Interesting. Yeah, that he's just speaking to all those millennials that are out here worshiping him. The same ones, and also a bunch of conservatives that are out here saying, Elon's going to save the world. Elon's going to save the world. And why? I mean, be careful because I'm telling you, there's a play going on here, and I've told you this before. And that's the elites are playing a game with everybody. Two faces, same coin. And you've got the good cop, bad cop. Elon has suddenly become a good cop. The bad cop is the old Elon Musk, the Starlink Elon Musk, the Elon Musk that wanted to brain chip you, the Elon Musk that wants to send a fake Tesla into space. Elon Musk that believes in injections for everybody because the science is there. There's no disputing the science. Now that Elon Musk is telling you that he's going to make Twitter free again after he biometrically, he doesn't say that, but after he verifies every human being on Twitter, ask yourself how that's going to happen. And in the meantime, you have a whole mass of, of Q folks and Trump folks and conservative folks that are out here swallowing the big Elon Musk lie. And it's like, oh, we worship Elon. We worship Elon. See, that's the problem, is we get into this problem of idolatries. And I'm telling you, patriots, this is going to be the biggest trap that we have to avoid, everybody has to avoid, because it's easy to do. I'm not going to go out and say it's not, because you can get, we can get wrapped behind all this nonsense of politics and nonsense of politicians Vote for me, I'm going to save the world. Vote for me, I'll give you a free phone. Vote for me, I'm going to give you a UBI. Vote for me and I'll solve your gun problem. Vote for me and we'll make guns safe again. We'll make America safe again by banning guns. Whatever. It's all idolatries. Musk has got a following like he's some sort of, well, yeah, like a religious figure. He really does. It's crazy how much they they do the same thing with Gates. Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg. These, and the, what has happened is these children, these youth, have had God stripped from their entire lives. They are not even exposed to God anymore. 
They don't even know who God is. I'm like, oh God, who's that? Um, can I buy? Can I find God in in aisle six at Toys R Us? Yeah, sure. Um, I I I found God. I found God in 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 a in a candy store. I mean, this is this is literally their relationship with God, and I'm not exaggerating here at all. <laughs> I just read this in the chat. This is awesome. Is there an app for God? Exactly. I mean, that's literally it. Like, oh, of course. Yeah, there is. You can download it on the Apple Store, and you can download it on the Google Store. And it says, God is us. God is us. Go ahead. Download it. I mean, that's just the generation. And this has happened because they have systematically removed God from every single aspect of our lives. Patriots, our founding fathers had Jesus in their lives. They were understood that. When they say our creator in the Declaration of Independence, which, by the way, just so I footnote this, the Declaration of Independence should really be the only document we're really zeroed in on right now. Well, I know we talk about First Amendment and Second Amendment. Those are Bill of Rights of the Constitution, which the Constitution without those Bill of Rights is nothing. But the real issue is the contract that we have through the Declaration of Independence, which happens before John Jay sells us out to the British after we beat the Snuggers out of the British and then sells us out in a treaty, and then the British turn the Constitution into basically a contract for us to have to pay them back. But the Declaration of Independence is pure, and it's important because it states our contract with this republic. And what is that republic? And what is that contract? To overthrow despotism. And where are we at? Any questions? Raise your hand. Despotism. It's time. I mean, literally, that's a, this is the garbage we're dealing with right now, the out-of-control government that's going to create operations to fan the flames of fear, to stoke the flames of fear, to get the youth all riled up. Every good communist doctrine does that. So they stand outside the NRA and they're chanting in unison, vote them out, going to vote them out. That's sort of nonsense. As they mobilize youth because they have little pea brains and they have no cognitive capacity anymore since they've been a product of common core and, and critical race theory and queer theory, they're also upside down. They're more confused about their gender and more focused on their gender than they are about the fact that their entire world is being shattered around them. But let's ban guns. I mean, there, there's your, they have the perfect little drones all geared up. So all of this has been shaping a generation with the principles of MK Ultra, which is what Common Core, critical race theory, and queer theory is doing. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And so they are literally going for the gun grab right now because if they take your guns, what next? And I said this last night, they can take your Bibles. And that's, in my opinion, that is exactly where they're headed and why they're doing it because they know that they can't take your Bibles. Right now they take your Bibles. It would be ugly. But if they can get the community to start screaming, Guns, guns, guns are dangerous, and they can regulate guns to where it's they're going to try to regulate guns out of business. They're going to go after the gun manufacturers. They're going to have to go after the ammo manufacturers. They're going to start increasing liability insurance costs. They're going to try to squeeze every aspect they can and make it more and more difficult for people to own guns. Because why? Because whatever they have in mind, and we have a lot of ideas of what they have in mind, they know that if we knew their full plan, we'd be hunting them right now. And that's the truth. Your government is not your friend. The government has become a seditious batch of criminals tied to a global, transnational, transgenerational criminal cabal that seeks to do one thing, enslave you in a permanent matrix strip away everything that you own, including your Bible and your children, inject you and control you so that you are a drone, more obedient even than the left. And in fact, the left has becomes their Stasi, their agents of terror. 
unfortunately, the only way through this crisis right now is almost to encourage certain cities where these youthful idiots are living to endure the pain and suffering that they will over the next decade without being able to have a gun or have any sort of personal safety devices. But I don't really encourage that because once that cancer starts, you're not going to stop that cascade into getting into our own lives. So we have to hold strong, and it's that simple. We have to get louder, and we have to become lions. I'm just so done with the with the milk toast stuff. We are the line right now. We are holding the line. And we have to just have complete confidence that what God has given us and what God has provided for us is sufficient in our faith and what we've been given as authority to crush this evil. So I, I'm going to put this out as a rhetorical question for everybody to consider. And I want to read my, obviously, one of my two favorite, two of my favorite passages because they're so relevant for our time. Luke 10, 19, behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. And John 14, 12, truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I am going to the father. So what I want everyone to just take a moment and pause and consider this. I don't want you to think about having to buy more guns. I don't want you to have to think about what your shortages are, what your physical fitness level is. I don't want you to think about whether you are a combat veteran, a hand-to-hand combat specialist, or if you're just a person that likes to garden. It makes no difference. I'm going to ask a simple question, and and it's one I think everyone should be asking themselves. Do you believe and i'm not just saying like yeah i kind of or or i trust i don't i'm saying truly in your heart do you believe that no matter what evil you encounter that if you that where you are right now in this station in your life that you have the power to overcome that evil and that's a very important question Because if you don't have that, then it's kind of where Gideon's 22,000 were. They're going to be kind of like, ooh, I don't know. And like, if you're afraid, you got anxiety, you got to go. 22,000 walk out, boom, just like that. (laughs) That had to be a moment, right? Gideon's sitting there, okay, hey, God, I've got 32,000 people for my army. And God's like, "Um, ask them this question. So, Gideon asked the question. It's like, hey, God, what do you think about that? God's like, watch. <laughs> but he's in Gideon's like, what the heck, man? Like, I just lost 22,000 people. God's like, yep, told you. That's uh, that's how it goes. So then he's like, all right, Gideon, you ready? Like, all right, now what, God? It's like, I got another one for you. All right, what is it? You're going to trust me? Yeah, I'll trust you. All right, I'm, I want you to watch how they drink water. Okay, watch how they drink water. What's the big deal, God? Everyone that does gets down and laps like a dog, we're going to keep everyone else. You're going to go. Gideon's probably thinking, now oh, this is no big deal, man. No big deal. <laughs> Pretty soon, he's looking around. It's like, God, what the heck, man? I've got 300 people left. And God's like, yep, that's all you need. See, that's what I'm getting at. Because Gideon didn't go through and was like, check your gut, brother. Are you ready for this fight? And then they hear the rattling of shields. You doggone right, man. I got myself a big old sword and a big old shield. I'm ready to go fight. None of that. There was none of that. This was, this is all straight up like, what was left are the people that are just totally resolved. They didn't have to say anything. God just... Through his selection, they all were ended up being right there. 300 of them out of 32,000. That's a few. That's like very little is left. But see, that's why I'm putting the question out there because it's a question. Of, and if you, and look, it, it's not to be embarrassed by it. And I'm not asking anybody to like <laughs> jump up and down and like, I'm one of those oddies. I, I have fear. I'm not saying that. 
But it's an important question to check yourself because if we can't trust in Luke 10, 19 and John 14, 12, truly for what it says, and that's red letter language and that's Christ's words, um, I don't know what to say on this one. Here's what I know. If we could truly wield the sword of the Spirit, one of the outcomes of that would be that under no circumstance could a person tell a lie. That would be truly the power of the sword of the Spirit in one aspect, among many others. But if you could truly wield the sword of the Spirit, it would be like cutting right through their heart in a nice way. Pretty graphic, but I think you get the point. And all the shielding around their heart would fall away and they would not have any ability to speak a lie. Now, could you imagine that? Just for a second, just imagine like we have all these beat ads across the world and every time they come up near a politician, the politician has to start speaking the truth. That would be profound. That'd be pretty awesome, in fact. All of a sudden, you'd be like, you're like some Joe Schmuck over here, politicians like, oh yeah, I'm a pedophile. Like, what did you just say? I'm a pedophile. Are you, are you, are you joking? No, I'm telling you the truth, man. And then you walk away, and then he's like, uh, 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 I didn't mean to say that. You know, it, it'd be awesome. We would have so much chaos in this world. It'd be fantastic, in a good way, chaos. But see, that's something to to me. That's that's like something to really pray on. And it's not like you're asking God to give you a superpower. <laughs> Sometimes those would be cool too. But anyway, it's not like it's, it's a superpower. It's literally within Scripture that we could do greater works than he, 1412, John 1412. And it's all based on truth. I love the idea. I love the image of being able to compel truth out of people, even myself. I mean, we need to be walking in that truth. And if we do and we are bathing in the truth, I truly believe it is a power that we put around us because Christ Christ is there with us. We just have to start reaching for it. And what do we say many times? I mean, God will provide all that we ask for. So I'm, again, another question to challenge everybody on, which is how many times do we sit in prayer and say, God, I would like to be able to walk into a room and no one could tell a lie. Ask, and perhaps you shall receive. It's worth a shot, because if we have an army out here of people that are compelling truth, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I, well, I will say this. If you start seeing compel, if you start compelling truth, you might want to build a bunker, too, just so I say it, because there's going to be some stuff flying, man. Can you imagine, like, just walking down the neighborhood and it's like, Pretty soon, three of your neighbors are compelling the truth of telling their husband that they all had an affair, which probably isn't so far from the truth and the odds of that, by the way. Like, oh, my goodness. Wow. That, and then that's like all you hear is dishes being broken and screaming in the neighborhood. And you're like, um, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> I'm going to have myself a nice cup of tea. See ya. Have a nice day, guys. Glad you're talking truth. So it's um, it's awesome if you think about the power of truth. And it would challenge us all, to be honest with you. And I think that's kind of the core of where we go with this, because if we're, being, if we're desiring to compel truth, then we all have to be truthful to Christ. And we have to dig deep. And that's that intimate relationship with Christ. So we have to really open up our heart. And we have to be so truthful and honest that it hurts. We have to get to a place in our own heart, in our own relationship with Christ, that we're willing to rip open the deepest of things and expose it and not just expect that he's going to find it. Because that's not the game. It's not like, I have got it, but you've got to find it. Just like an Easter egg hunt. No. You, we have to be at a place where we are so comfortable in our relationship with Jesus that we can just like open up our heart and go, okay, I want you to look at this. I want you to see this. I want you to see what I've thought or what I've done or what I, whatever, or what I did. 
And I want you to tell me how we write that wrong. And I think that's part of us really maturing in our relationship with Jesus. And simultaneously becoming these incredibly powerful warriors. Because a person that walks in truth fears nothing. A person that walks in truth can compel truth because that's how you live. And you live in that way in everything you do. And it doesn't matter whether you have or have not in the past. It matters where we are now and that relationship that you're having with Jesus now and that opening of your heart to Jesus now so that you become that. And if we want to be truly the, the power of transformation in this world, which I believe we all can be, it's going to begin within the walls of who we are. And that centers on the foundation of truth. This world is going to get a little crazier, guaranteed. And the one thing that we're going to witness is people that are truly believing in what they are speaking, even though they're compelled by events that themselves are lies. And sadly, so much of that is that disintegration of the relationship with God. So the greatest power that we can have in this fight, in my opinion, is truth. But not just like, oh, I'm going to tell you some facts. I'm talking deep truths where you are living in such a relationship with Christ that you walk that way because that presence is what transforms. And the reason I, I hit on the presence piece so much is, is this. When it's saying that greater works than these he will do, Much of Christ's work was presence, if you think about it. Think about him standing between the adulteress, the accused adulteress, and the, and the accusers. In the first part of that session, Christ was just drawing something on the ground. He said little, but his presence was profound. And so I... It's important for us to grasp, I think, the power of presence and unity in the truthful relationship we have with Jesus and with God. That's a humble, powerful warrior right there. Great warriors are always humble. And that's where I think if we walk that way, I think the world literally shakes. It'd be pretty incredible. No matter what we're going to do going forward here, we all can be comforted that God's taking us where we need to be as long as we're trusting in him. We can know without a shadow of a doubt that all of the all that's being exposed, this is Mark 4.22 in fact, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed nor has anything been secret, but it would become light. And right in there is, to me, what is literally happening right now in the world. Because it doesn't matter what party you wins on this. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter whether it's a left party, right party, a un- unity party, a individual I don't know. It doesn't matter. Why? Because in the midst of all of this force, everything is being revealed. It is literally shaking up everything that we knew as a world. And that's going to leave most of us dazed. Many people dazed that are not prepared for this. I shouldn't say us, but many are going to be dazed. Because if, if, we've been, if you've been following the truth that have been coming out, we know that there's more than we can imagine. And we know that it gets darker than we want to believe, but it's there. And it continues to get darker the more that we probe. But the most important thing is, as that truth comes up, everything that we know gets dissolved. It just falls apart. So in spite of the threats of Klaus Schwab and Bill, and uh, not Bill Gates, but well, him too, but uh, Pfizer CEO, Borla, in spite of all the threats that, they're being, that are being said by them or in spite of the active shooter event that happens in Texas 
with all sorts of strange anomalies that can't be accounted for. In spite of the attacks by the political elite or the call out of the Democrats or the all of that, the one thing that levels everything above food shortages, above fuel costs, which are going up continually, or a declining dollar, is the exposure to truth. And that's God's hand. And that's one of the greatest gifts we've been given. For all this noise about gun control, by the way, and there's a lot of it going on right now, just think about this for a second. We're being told that the vote will change things. We're being told that we're going to have a red wave in the fall. The Democrats are going to lose. Okay. So why aren't they trying to ban the vote? Because the the truth is they're not. They're doing some things to try to gerrymander and things like this, but there is not a unified effect to ban the vote, and yet there seems to be a cross-party unity right now going on to ban guns. It tells me votes are ineffective and guns are. That's what it tells me. They fear the reprisal of patriots who learn the truth. And they don't fear the reprisal of patriots that vote for the truth. See how that works? Check out this real quick. Here's some real statistics for you that'll put things in perspective. Poisoning, this is in 2020, just in near 2020. Poisoning, 8,386 deaths, so we should ban all poisons, I guess. Motor vehicle crashes, 42,336 deaths, so we should ban all vehicles. Deaths from falls, 42,113 deaths, so we should ban all balconies. We should ban sidewalks and we should ban, we should just ban people from falling, ticket them if they fall. Choking, 4,963 deaths, so don't do what Mama Cass did and swallow a big potato. Drowning, 4,176 deaths, so we should ban swimming suits and we should ban pools and we should ban going into any body of water in general. Fire, flames, and smoke, 2,951 deaths. So we should ban matches and we should ban, we should just ban fire in general. And we should make sure and ban all smoke, all smoke, period. Can't have any smoke. Mass shootings in the last 22 years. All those things I just read to you were just last year, but the mass shootings in the last 22 years were 2,000 deaths. Oh yeah, the more just it's just more propaganda, as you very well know, and the more nonsense that they're trying to do to keep people off base and to keep them ultimately in fear. And they always fan the flames of the gun issue when they're about ready to do something on your free speech issue. Just remember that because it's there. But all of this, in the end of the day, we water it all down. It gets noisy. We we throw out all the clutter. And there's some pretty simple truths that guide us if we think about it. This is a spiritual war. As who we are as God's children and warriors in this world, we have we carry two swords. One is the sword of the spirit and one is the sword of steel. And we're standing on that rock of faith and the power of God's word. Those things they fear. And if you just hold on to all that, everything else just falls apart. Nothing else out here matters because that's ultimately it. They're trying to separate us from God, and we're just saying no. Pretty easy. And like I've said, once we accept what Christ has told us as absolute and not as some sort of metaphor, meaning stepping on snakes and scorpions and authority over the power of the enemy 
and doing greater works than he. Once we embrace that fully and trust in that and put that to God, we would be, I think we'd be amazed at what would happen in this fight. Because truth in the end is going to shatter everything. And it is. And it's only going to get more crazy. And when it does shatter everything, it doesn't matter, like I said, who wins. It doesn't matter what party wins because at the end of the day, truth levels everything. And that's, to me, God moving in big ways because when everything gets destroyed, there's only one place to turn. And whether you know him well or not, you're going to be there on your knees asking him to help. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for coming together as we do in this fellowship, just reflecting on our state of the world and reflecting on the power of Scripture in our lives and the words given to us by Jesus. Father, right now, we're just going to put an open prayer out for whoever wants to join in on this to pray for just the power of compelling truth. For whatever secrets we hold in our heart, let us open them up to Jesus. Let us let Jesus see that we're willing to show them and let you see them, Father, through that, that we're willing to open up everything, to unburden us with whatever that is within our hearts, to free us from those chains, and to be able to walk into this world as truly lights of truth, lamps on the hill that just personify truth. And with that, to be the example and the compelling force to have others speak truth. Essentially, a revolution of truth. So, Father, we just we pray for truth. No matter what it does, it's going to hurt sometimes. But it's so important because at that point in time, we start to get to the core of how to live again how to trust again, and how to live a moral life again. Guide us, protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Truth is that one thing that will slice through anything, no matter how tough or strong the material is. It can't stand the power of truth. And so for me, it's literally, like I said, it is wielding a sword. And those that sword comes in so many forms, words and actions and deeds. But when we live that way and when we walk that way, the world can't touch us, nothing can stick to us, and no enemy can stand before us, and no weapon forced against us can succeed. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. Seems like a great time right now to be praying to God for the power of truth in all of us, in all of his children. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk fearlessly with Christ, carry the sword of the Spirit and the sword of steel, and occupy the land, expand the kingdom, mission forward. Patriots, I will see you, what is today? Oh, today's Saturday. I will see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men, until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now
sets down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow. Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. Thank、you.